or hear me. If you're out there, let me know where you're from, where you're joining us from. Are you still around? Sometimes I notice that my app. All right, here we go. There's Sonny, Wayne, Reggie, Tiffany. Hey, guys, it's Jim with Crawfordology, and I haven't been here for a while because of travel and some other things, but uh, I'm really excited to be here tonight, and I'm excited to be here on Insurrection Day, I guess, so they say, right? Hey, if you, uh, if you haven't been here before, I just want to make sure that you, well, here it is, subscribe, like us on Facebook. And hey, we are actually getting out on the Getter site, so I'm, uh, I'm going to talk to about, about that in a minute. I hope everybody is doing great. I hope everyone had a fantastic holiday, great Christmas, happy new year, really happy to see everybody. And there's so much going on almost every day. It's impossible not to want to get out here and podcast, but man, I got, I got my other stuff that's been keeping me, keeping me back, keeping me down, um, actually keeping me up. It's positive stuff. It's positive stuff. Look, our number one goal as a country uh, should be just, just really to look at the world honestly and to look at ourselves honestly. And to ask ourselves, you know, are the things that are going on or the things that we're told about um, by our elected officials, are they true? And we're going to talk about that today. Hey, Dale, I see you there. Great to see you. Great to see everybody. Great to see everybody. Fantastic group jumping in. Betty, hey. Janet, Shelly. Hey, Shelly. So, so we, we, you know, we live and we do our work and we do our normal lives and we rely on our elected officials to actually come back to us and to tell us what's happening in the world, what's happened here, what are the problems we need to resolve, how can we move the country forward, how can we avoid being caught up in you know, all the, the political infighting and positioning and the backstabbing and the corruption that goes with you know, the power of Washington, D.C., the power of many of our state governments and city governments, local governments, you know, it, it's, it's probably true that many people get into politics thinking they're going to change the world, but it's probably also true that many people once there realize they can't, but they do see that there are some benefits and perks to being in politics, and therefore they are going to capitalize on it, and they do. They capitalize on it at our expense, at our expense. So today is January 6th, of course. One year ago today was the inauguration of Joe Biden, the, um, the certification of the election, and, of course, the, um, the violence there at, uh, at the Capitol. I can't call it an insurrection. It's really hard for me to get my arms around the idea that it's an insurrection, and, and for a lot of reasons. I... You know, I spent some time earlier this evening, and I looked up 
what is an insurrection? So I went to Merriam-Webster, and I said, all right, let's just see what, what they call it. An insurrection, some synonyms are insurgents, insurgency, mutiny, outbreak, rebellion, revolt, revolution, rising and uprising. I can see where people would say, was there a little bit of a, a mutiny? Maybe. That's probably the closest that I can pick out of those words. Was there a riot? Yeah, I could totally get behind a riot, that there was a riot because, you know, people were upset. There was a lot of, of folks all around the country, and certainly in Washington, D.C., for many days after the election and many days, uh, you know, right up until January 6th, who were very upset about the outcome, very upset about the way the election was handled. And we're going to talk about that, too. But... For us to say, and I, it, I, this, this baffles my mind. How is it that we have people who are on the conservative side who are calling this in the news media the insurrection? They go right along with it. Like, that's what we're going to call it. It was an insurrection. I think, I think to be an insurrection, and even continuing on here with uh, the definition, let me find it. Here it is an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or an established government. That's, uh, it says, usually a violent attempt to take control of a government. He led an armed insurrection, rebellion uprising, against the elected government. So they say later that, hey, you know, an insurrection is usually used in an armed uh, event, right? An armed challenge to the government. Not just some people who are upset. Not some people who are upset and want answers. Not some people who say, hey, you did some fishy stuff before the election and we want to have answers for it. So I want to go to, um, I want to share with you because, well, before I do that, before I do that, let me jump over here. I want you guys to see this. How many of you are on the Getter site? It is basically Twitter for free people. You know, Twitter is basically the place where leftists go to have conversations about really left-leaning things that don't really matter to you. But then there's this place where you can actually have a conversation. You can go called Getter, G-E-T-T-R, and we've just started it. Check it out. We've just started it. It's building up. There are a lot of folks on there. Get over there because... There is, let me just say, Getter, a brand new social media platform founded on the principles of free speech, independent thought, and rejecting political censorship and cancel culture. So, hey, what about that? You can actually go there and say what you're thinking, and then you can either be right or wrong, and people will like you or not like you. So go check it out. Uh, I have not seen, Jillian, that Getter is picking and choosing. I've actually seen kind of the opposite, that that you'll find some things that you probably don't like on there too, but that's the way it should be. That's how we avoid finding ourselves in a basically an echo chamber where we're just hearing more of the same, more things that we that we think or more things that we say echoed by all of our friends because that's all that's that's on a site. So I like the idea that there's differences. By the way, if you haven't already, please just reach down and hit the share button so we can kind of get this thing out. As always, you know, my friends at Facebook like to uh, 
uh, keep us kind of held down so that there's not a big distribution. And we need your help to do that. Also, if you're on YouTube, please share. Please like and share. Do it a few times. Actually, host a watch party, whatever. Let's uh, let's get some more people coming back because we've got some big news we're going to share towards the end of the show of what we're doing right now at Crawfordology and American One. If you haven't done it yet, my big question would be, why not? American One, look here. You know, that's gross. Um, but we've got, I don't know why they have to show it 15 times, but we have uh, some great content on here at American One, and I hope that you um, will take some time, stop over, uh, read some of the articles, follow what's going on. There's some really good things that happen there, and as the information comes to us, we try to get it out in the day and make it flow for you and hopefully make it enjoyable. So meet us over at American One. And remember, American One is where we went when they decided that we weren't allowed to broadcast on uh, Facebook or they started to suppress our content and then on YouTube, the same thing. So, all right, now on with the story. I want to take you to this. This is the Wall Street Journal and we are looking at President Biden. So I want to give us a second here and let's just hear what uh, old President Biden said today. Are we going to be a nation that lives not by the light of the truth, but in the shadow of lies? We cannot allow ourselves to be that kind of nation. The way forward is to recognize the truth and to live by it. The big lie being told by the former president and many Republicans who fear his wrath is that the insurrection in this country actually took place on Election Day, November 3rd, 2020. Think about that. Is that what you thought? Is that what you thought when you voted that day? Taking part in an insurrection? Is that what you thought you were doing? Or did you think you were carrying out your highest duty as a citizen? and voting. This is not a land of kings or dictators or autocrats. We're a nation of laws, of order, not chaos, of peace, not violence. Here in America, the people rule through the ballot, and their will prevails. So let us remember, together, we're one nation under God, indivisible, that today, tomorrow, and forever at our best, we are the United States of America. You know the thing. You know the thing, indivisible and the thing thing, right? Okay, so interestingly that, that Biden would say, hey, we can't have dishonesty. We cannot have dishonesty because I want to share with you from the Federalist a few, okay, article June 24th, you can guarantee that I can add at least 10 more to this. But this is an article, June 24th, 2021, the full list of every lie Joe Biden has told as president, 107 and counting. Well, maybe the first one was that there's an insurrection on January 6th. I think so. An insurrection, again, go back and look at the definition, folks. Words have meanings and meaning, and that is important. We have to allow words to mean what they say and not try to rebrand or change the meaning when it's convenient to us. 
or when we can use it for an inflammatory political use. So Biden claims Trump's Republicans want to suppress votes and subvert elections. Do you remember this? This was right after the January 6th. He was trying to say, oh, yeah, hey, this is what's going on. All right. In reality, Democrats and their buddies in big tech and corporate media were the ones conspiring to rig the 2020 election. Molly Hemingworth, Hemingway sorry, says, hundreds of laws and processes were changed in the months leading up to the election, sometimes legally and sometimes not, creating chaos, confusion, and uncertainty. Tech oligarch Mark Zuckerberg, one of the world's wealthiest and most powerful men, spent, think about this, folks, $419 million, nearly as much, much as the federal government itself, to interfere in the government management of the election in key states. $419 million. And guess what? How many of you think that Mark Zuckerberg spent $1 towards getting Trump in office or or making the election fair? Um, I, you know, Please raise your hand or holler out because I can tell you there was $0 spent towards that. Biden doubled down on the pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? It was the unvaccinated that was causing this problem. And he was urging parents to have their children get the COVID jab. And if you got two shots, you wouldn't have, we wouldn't have to wear the mask. Things would go back to normal. Well, maybe it's three shots, maybe four. How about on your 15th shot? Maybe then you can, uh, you can make this work, right? So <clears throat> he says, we, Saki, old Jen there, right, says, uh, isn't it also fair to say that it's still also a pandemic of the vaccinated giving the breakthrough? No, I'm sorry, this was the reporter. And, and Jen Saki, her, her name is kind of hard for me to say. We should be very clear about the impact of not getting vaccinated, right? That it is the unvaccinated people that are actually causing the pandemic. Biden makes up the Manchin quote to pretend the senator supports his plans. Do you remember that? Back earlier in, in December, he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, me and Joe um, went on TV today. Uh, I don't know whether it's TV or not. I'm told he was speaking the liberal caucus in the House and said, Joe Biden didn't mislead you. I misled you. So <laughs> so right here we have just, you know, as as in one breath, Joe is over here saying, that uh, it's so important that we be honest, but yet in the Federalist, there are 107 different instances that that's as of June. Biden claims he played key role in desegregation. Well, we've all seen the, the video of him talking uh, in the past to folks that was, uh, that, that was not great. In fact, in 1987, he says... Let's see if we can just share this. Let me see if I can get this thing open without having to go to the Twitter version. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. 
I was a suburbanite kid who got a dose of exposure to what was happening to black Americans. When I, in my own city, worked there, one of the only white employee is the only white lifeguard in this the 13 or 14 lifeguards to find out that many of these guys lived in that city their whole life, a small city, and never knew a white man. It was a revelation to me. So here's what happened. Let's see if I can get it to play. Here's what happened. And maybe they've already taken it down. Nope, here we go. I got started in politics because of the civil rights movement. I noticed some of you were looking, and I thought you were wondering, how does he know the black national anthem? Well, because I sat in a black church after going to 7 o'clock mass, I'm a happy practicing Catholic. At 10 o'clock on the east side, get ready to go out, desegregate restaurants and movie theaters. I got started in politics because of the civil rights movement. So, so in the one deal, he's saying, hey, you know, I was active, but I wasn't... Uh... I wasn't really into this or into that, but now he plays a key role. And uh, he was down there in the churches learning the Black National Anthem. Why is there a Black National Anthem, by the way? Why isn't, I don't know the White National Anthem. It's sort of a crazy thing. I don't, I don't think that uh, there's a uh, National Anthem of any other race or creed in America. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys know of some, but I think that the whole idea is, didn't, didn't he just say in that speech that I shared, uh, we are the United, I think he even accentuated United States of America. Yet, here we go. He implied that vax people can't spread COVID. Whoops. They can, or Fauci has decided that they can, and then they couldn't, but then they can again, and they could if they actually got seven masks and 42 shots. Maybe that would be the trick. Biden says spending bill is fully paid for. While the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, expects the price tag of $3 trillion added to the deficit. He claims he never supported war in Afghanistan. Hmm. He says the deaths of our 13 service members in Afghanistan were inevitable. Everybody says you could have gotten out without anybody being hurt. No one comes up with a way to indicate to me how that happens. Right. This is these are quotes from Biden. Biden pledged there would be no vaccine mandate. Wrong again. Biden claims he's tested daily for COVID-19. He's not. Biden pretends rising gas prices are actually falling. This was the most absurd thing. Right. At the end of the year, how many of you saw or heard the article or, or heard the, the talk where he celebrated the strongest first year economic record in 50 years. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't even have to check the numbers. All I have to do is go fill up my gas, right? Fill up the gas pump. Go buy a loaf of bread. Go buy, go buy some fish or some chicken or just about anything. You know, in November last year, our, our inflation was rating the third highest in the world. Do you know who it was under? It was under Brazil and Turkey. Brazil was at 6%. Today, we're at about 6.5% inflation. 6.5% inflation. So for those of you who get annual pay raises or who get cost of living pay raises, those are typically, you know, 2 to, to 3% raises. 
if the prices are going up 6% and you, you are still getting a raise every year and it's 3%, let's put it at the max, you are still losing money. You're still 3% poorer in what you can buy, how you can spend your money and how you can invest. So how is it that President Biden claims that he has the first year economic record for presidents in the last 50 years. How can that be possible? And how can this guy who just told us on TV that honesty and integrity was all important, how is it that Donald Trump, and, and look, let's not even make this about Trump because as soon as I say Trump, they're, they're going to pick me up and like shut this thing down. How is it that when we say, or in, in the last five years, Let's go back a few. We started to say that the previous president was a shill of the, of the Russians. Well, the Russians make their money and gain their power from crude oil, from crude oil sales. Crude oil sales were crashing, were crashing in 2019, 2020. Prices were down below $50 a barrel. It was an emergency for OPEC. OPEC was saying, we've got to stop producing there's too much crude oil. COVID is, is drying up uh, demand. And these prices are getting so low that we can't take it. So now we have low prices. Well, guess what that did to Russia? That took those the power that Putin has, and it diminished it. The oligarchs, they all get a little cranky. They're not making as much money. They can't buy what they want. They can't do the things they want. And the way they fix it is... They have to do it through oil. Oil has to increase. Now, secondly, we hear, heard a lot in the previous five years that China was somehow uh, benefiting from the previous president. So China and Russia. And the only thing I can say about this, and this is the thing that really makes me just kind of, <laughs> you know, it's like a cheese grater on my cheek, you know? It is the idea that we say, or these folks say, that one party is doing something that's enabling a foreign government. Yet, if you just peel back and you stop listening to the rhetoric and you start looking at the outcomes, tariffs supplied to China, right? A lot of restrictions, a lot of pressure on China was, was really starting to hurt China until in comes Fancy Joe, and he, uh, he, he wins, this, wins the presidency. I know, I know. Let's not even argue that point. But look at China now. China's on the rise. In fact, they planned 22 rocket launches in, in 22. 22 la rocket launches in 22. Because their plan is to win the space race. Russia is on the rise. They set with 100,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, threatening the potential to invade, to invade Ukraine and take the rest of Ukraine. China threatens to invade Taiwan and, and claim Taiwan, leave their sovereignty and take it on. None of this was happening a year ago. None of this was happening five years ago. In fact, quite the opposite. Things were going in the right direction. U.S. manufacturing was up. Minority employment up. 
all-time high for black and Hispanic employment. Yet somehow, we allow the Democrats to steal the, the discussion. And steal is the only thing I can say is it's stolen. When you have done a good thing, and they take that good thing and they subvert it and they say, it's not good, this wasn't a good thing. Those guys have it in for you. They're racist. They are trying to keep you down. Yet all the evidence is the opposite. The evidence is your unemployment rate is lower than it's ever been. There's more opportunity in black and minority communities than ever. So what did they do? We've got to do something. We've got to do something. And what's the something? The answer was Black Lives Matter. You know, the unfortunate situation, certainly the unfortunate death of George Floyd, was simply the boiling point they were waiting to launch upon. And if you look at the riots and you look at the things, because if we want to talk about an insurrection, you know, taking over police precincts, taking over government buildings, burning private business, uh, taking over entire cities, and claiming that, hey, you're not welcome to come here because we now own this city, right? You're not a citizen here. You have nothing here. It's been taken. This is incredible to me. And how, you know, what's, what's the payoff? Well, let me, let me keep going on the Biden lie. Because I will tell you that as long as they are talking, as long as Jen Psaki is up on that podium, they're concocting and they're making up a plot and a plan. And the next thing is, uh, you know, we're going to come back to this uh, to talk about the election that's coming up. Because I guarantee you they're terrified about the midterms. They have to be terrified about the midterms. Folks, we don't want to continue with this separation, with this dissension, but we've got to take the dishonesty out of politics. We've got to expose these folks once and for all, and they've got to go away from politics. You know, have a, have a nice and happy retirement. The, the thought that Joe Biden's even considering a second term is a little bit unbelievable to me. I had, I had almost a certainty in my mind that he would already be out by now and that uh, Kamala Maladingdong would be in the White House. Yet, here we are. Here we are. She's on the outs almost. I mean, he may get a new vice president if he runs again. It's quite incredible. It's quite incredible. So he's made up stories about going to Israel in 1967 during the war. He was there during the war. He claims that he was there during the Six-Day War. I have known every, every prime minister well since Golda Meir, including Golda Meir, Biden said in the East Room. And during the Six-Day War, I had an opportunity to. She invited me to come over because I was going to be the liaison between she and the Egyptians about the Suez and so on and so forth. Meir, however, was not elected prime minister until 1969, two years after the Six-Day War. Levi Eskel was the prime minister in 67, and he served from 63 to 69. Biden repeats false claims that he used to drive a tractor trailer. Are you kidding me? Right? This is Creepy Joe, the guy who lets kids run their fingers through the hairs on his legs at the swimming pool. 
apparently the all back black swimming pool where he was the only white guy who who would lifeguard there. It's it's all about trying to speak in a way and a tempo. And we saw this in Hillary too. Hillary Clinton does this incredibly. I mean, the hot sauce in the purse, you know, she throws her voice into the uh the Southern black tone when it's time to talk about something in the South. And I guarantee you that is not her normal speaking voice. White House falsely claims that Biden never opposed COVID-induced travel restrictions. Nope, he didn't do that. Most Afghans not vetted before entering the U.S. despite Biden's claims. I don't even want to get into the Afghanistan debacle. I mean, there was lie after lie there. There was lies to our partner nations. There was lie to our Five Eye partners. Biden says electric cars can drive across America on one tank. Well, what kind of tank? What kind of tank do you put in an electric car? This just shows more of, of what we have right now in the White House. And, and guys, it is not good. It's not good. He says uh, Biden claims Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, praise the Lord, sought to ban books. So um, his quote, while campaigning for Democrat gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe, we all know that name, right? Talk about a guy who, who does not leave politics. These people cannot do anything else. That's why they, they stay in politics. They have to be around the source of power. It is like the spring of, of, that, that keeps them sustained, right? It's, it's the mother's milk of a liberal. They have to be where the power is. Biden claimed Republican opponent Glenn Youngkin sought to ban books. He's gone from banning women's rights to choosing to banning books written by Pulitzer Prize and Nobel Prize winner author Toni Morrison, Biden said. So that's, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy, right? It's just crazy. And the bill Biden referred, is referring to, however, would have made Morrison's 1987 work beloved optional for students based on parental consent. McAuliffe vetoed the bill as governor. Because if you'll remember, McAuliffe from his own mouth, not from the, the lips of Youngkin or any other Republican uh, stand-in, McAuliffe said, parents don't have the right to tell schools what to teach their children. Biden claims he's no time to visit the southern border. Well, my gosh, how can he? He's so busy, you know, Screwing up things in D.C. He blames staffing shortages on COVID fear. The fears that, that he and his type have continued to build. Biden says COVID vaccine prevents virus spread. It doesn't. We all know that now. We've all known that for some time. So I could go on and on and on. McKenzie confirms Biden lied about troop recommendations in Afghanistan. General Kenneth McKenzie recommended that President Joe Biden maintain a military presence in Afghanistan, contrary to Biden's claims otherwise. Quote, I recommend we keep 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, McKenzie told the Senate Armed Services Committee on September 28th. So no one told your military advisors, did not tell you? No. We should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. So. The president said, this was when he was, uh, actually the president was being interviewed by George Stephanopoulos, of course, another friendly 
chief of staff for Clinton, who's now in the in the news. Uh, no, the president said, no one said that to me that I can recall. Well, that's their famous get out, get out of jail, right? So all that I can recall, I can't remember. I don't know. What's the meaning of and? What's the meaning of but? You know, there's all sorts of uh, slick ways that they that they do this. Okay. Enough of that, right? So here, here is what um, is what I want to. I, <laughs> I I really couldn't get over this one, and and I I want to share this one. Let's see. I'm standing here in Bedford, well, Indiana. Not that one. That's not the one. All right. Let me see. Let me see if I can find the right cut here. Essentially, okay, here's the quote. We're ending 2021 with what one analyst described as the strongest first-year economic track record of any president in the last 50 years. Now, folks, if you believe that, I would like to sell you the uh, the Eiffel Tower. And also, don't worry, I'm going to throw in the London Bridge and uh, maybe the San Francisco Bay Bridge. And, and, and why not, uh, you know, I don't know, give me, give me some of it. Why not Times Square? I'll just throw in Times Square with that. Come on. Come on, folks. We're, we're not crazy. We're not crazy. Okay, so I want to go to this. Elections. So what we're hearing so much about now, and by the way, Nancy Pelosi did not miss a second to pass uh, the H.R. Uh, 1. H.R. 1, right? First, first thing she went to, okay, elections in the Constitution, it says, and, and I checked this because I really wanted to understand, what, what's our risk here? The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. All right, now here's the catch. But the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter such regulations except as to the places of choosing senators. The Congress shall assemble at least once in every year, and such meetings shall be on the first Monday in December, unless they shall by law appoint a different day. So the 20th Amendment changed the starting date for a session of Congress to noon on the third day of January. Okay, finally did that. They are trying now to pass a law H.R. 1, which they did pass, by the way, in the House of Representatives on March 8th, 2019. This was Nancy Pelosi's, and she's just been waiting for this thing to kind of come up and be able to get it through, which expands voter registration and voting access and limits removing voters from voter polls. It addresses voter access, election integrity, election security, political spending, ethics for the three branches of government, provides for states to establish independent nonpartisan redistricting commissions, which I'm not so sure I'm against that one. The bill also sets forth provisions related to the election security, including sharing intelligence information with state election officials. Hmm. Why would they have to do that? Because they said that there were no foreign interference. So would you share intel? All right. Protecting the security of the voter polls, supporting states in securing their election systems, developing a national strategy to protect the security and integrity of U.S. democratic institutions. All these things, folks, sound very safe and very American until you peel the 1,000-page bill back and you see that there are 54 amendments 
236 co-sponsors. It went through 10 committees and has 79 related bills with 231 actions. Okay, now, remember how they wanted Donald Trump's tax returns? This bill also requires candidates for president and vice president to submit 10 years of tax returns. This bill sets forth provisions related to ethics in all three branches of government. Code of Ethics for Federal Judges, Justices, prohibits members of the House from serving on boards for a profit entity. Hey, folks, did anybody think they were allowed to do that already? You can be a sitting congressman and be on a for-profit board. Like, you could be on the board of uh, Microsoft. You could be on the board of, uh, you know, Shell Oil. Yet, no one sees that as a potential conflict of interest. I mean, somehow we have candidates who are not able to have a phone call with a foreign leader, yet we have we have congressmen who are sitting on corporate boards. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. This one was the one that worried me the most. It also it also made a dollar for dollar match of small uh, contributions. The system involves federal matching of small contributions for qualified candidates. Well, guess what candidates would probably, that would, that would meet their need? Remember um, the, uh, uh, what was it, Act Blue or something like that that came out that was part of, if you went to donate to BLM, it was actually going to the Democrat Nat- National Committee through, because we did it on the show. We actually went and we clicked and clicked and clicked. And you could see the URL change. So what this is and what many of these deals are is they simply become a grab for power. I need to make sure that I can never be forced out of this office, that no one can throw me out, that no one can can unseat me from the high office that I'm in. Because I like living in the, in the style and the life that I live where the people of the United States are the ones who allow me to do it. And then I'll tell them how to, how to behave. I'll tell them how to act, what to do, when to get vaccinated, where to go, when to wear the mask. And by the way, if they happen to be in Washington, D.C. last January 6th, when people had gone to the seat of power, to protest the election, they would somehow be incorporated, investigated by the FBI, and denied any of their civil liberties, denied the idea of due process, and we would shame them by releasing their names, by making sure people know them, and we would allow big tech to continue to press on by hiding and holding down the truth. So, folks, there's a silver lining. There's always a silver lining. Now, I want to show you, this is the Joe Biden approval rating. And it is like the opposite of what any president would like to have. So he started out there. I I question this at 55.7. Okay, that could be a big fat lie. With a 36% disapprove, I don't even see that. I just don't see that being the truth, but okay, let's give it to him. 
because I think where we are now is probably a lot closer to where it was in November last year. Based on what I saw in election campaigns, uh, in, in the stops, the enthusiasm we could see with one group, the absence of enthusiasm we saw with the other. Again, not questioning the outcome. We don't have time for that. So we have to plan ahead. But folks, this is where we start, and this is the silver lining. There is a 54% disapproval, an 115 or 14% in job approval. Let's see, where is it? Yeah, 14 points. 14 points, 57% disapprove, 43% approve. Pretty, uh, pretty terrible. I can't, I can't get this one, right? Um, generic congressional vote, 38 Republicans, 42 Democrat. Congressional job approval, 60% disapprove, 16 approve. So there will be there will be an accounting for this. Kamala Harris, Kamala Mala Ding Dong is 53% unfavorable. Donald Donald Trump only 51% unfavorable. Joe, you've you've you're winning this race. You're winning this race. Chuck Schumer somehow is 45. I don't get that. I really don't get that. How does he only get 45% unfavorable? Don't know. Don't know. But folks, as we as we think through, I want to share something with you. I want to talk to you about something that we're doing. I'm going to share you. I'm going to share not tonight, but another night soon. Some images of what we're doing. So at American One, we have bought a building. We are in the process of renovating that uh, that space. It is going to be a new podcast, but really more of a studio. It's going to be an actual uh, complete studio with all the capabilities and things, kind of like the other studio that we have that's a little bit on the small side, but we're doing a new studio. There's going to be some new features, some new things there that I know you're going to be excited about. We are also going to be bringing in some new talent. So America One, American One will start to have new folks plugged in, and we'll see that there are, there are a lot more people who think like us then there are people who think like Joe and Nancy and Chuck, right? It's just true. Kamala. Not a lot of people in the world think like that. There, there are a few people. So stand up, be strong, hang in there. And uh, we're going to be coming back to you guys. It will not be like it has been. I, I do promise you that. My, my goal, I know at the end of the year last year, was to do one one a, uh, a week. We are definitely going to hit the one a week. Uh, Scott is going to make sure I do it. He made the announcement tonight so that it was in here early. I need you guys to make sure you share and you get folks out there and get them to see it. Please come visit our site over at American One. There's, there's a lot happening there. We're going to be cleaning that up, getting things ready, and having some things happen. So we want you to do that. And soon, when we start in the new place, be ready for this because I'm hoping we're going to have some call-in we're going to have the ability for you all to call right through the internet and have a discussion. And we'll do some things that will be a little different, a little on the outside edges. There's a whole bunch happening in the world every day. And we've got to protect America. And I count on you guys to do it. And I count on, on you guys to really be the folks 
who lead the way and demonstrate and show folks what America's about and not fall prey into what these crazies are about, okay? So with that, you guys have a great night and we'll see you soon.